0: Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. And welcome back to the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, J215, the number four ever. Follow your boy on IG. And you know, on my IG page is the podcast page that is at know your role player underscore podcast. The best way that you can listen to this podcast is to download the anchor app. All right. That's anchor.fm backslash know your role player. It's K N O W Y A R O L E P L A Y E R. Now whether you have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Castbox, or many, many more, you will get notifications that like the episode you are currently listening to becomes available. All right, all right, guys, welcome back. Today is Monday, April eighteenth. Fresh from a playoff weekend, uh, we got a ton to get into. We're going to keep these episodes shorter, though. All right, uh, I'm going to try to keep this around the thirty minute mark. Uh, first, let is introduce my guest, Frenchy. What's up to the people? What's going on, everybody? All right, we're going to go back to our old, uh, let's say, regular season format. Do we do the picks first, and then we break down the games, all right? All right. All right. Now, this will be our first playoff picks, correct? Correct. Because we didn't count the playing game. All right, so let's start it off. Philly is favored by 7.5 versus the Raptors. Philly is home. Uh, you know, they did win game one. We'll talk about all that stuff later. But uh, I think eight points is a lot. The Sixers are home. I like the Sixers to win. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Toronto to come with an eight. I think the Sixers are gonna win, but I think Toronto's gonna come with an eight. Philly by fifteen, no Scotty Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, next game. Utah versus the Mavericks. The Mavericks are home, the second home game in a row after losing their first. Uh Utah is a road favorite, which doesn't happen often. But, you know, that's because of the Luka situation. Now, listen, this game was pretty close. And, again, we'll talk about these games individually later. i really like the Mavericks to cover this five and actually win this game. Utah by
1: 15. Donovan Mitchell will not make two points in the first half again. Wow.
0: <laughs> okay, next game. Nuggets at the Warriors. Warriors by seven. Again, we'll talk about these games later. But the Warriors, to me, are a much better team than the Nuggets are. The Nuggets are very one-player-centric. Uh, there's not enough scoring options to go around for them to contain the Warriors. I love Golden State by seven. I have no problem with that.
1: Uh, double that, Golden State by fifty. Listen, I think every game is going to be a, <laughs> a blowout. I just
0: do like. Yeah, you are Mr. Blowout, man. And blowouts happen, man. Because um, it
1: just looks like these, like certain teams are just clearly better
0: than other teams right now. Yeah, for so whatever let's, reason. Let's jump right into it. Um, let, let's 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 talk about Bam out of bio for a quick. Can we? Yeah, it's fine. Now, talking about Bam out of bio, before we get into the playoffs, I have to talk about this. So I want to remind people I <laughs> did pick Jaron Jackson. But I don't know if you remember if I said it, or let me reiterate it myself. If Bam out of bio played more games I would have picked him number one over anybody. I stand by that. All right. The only reason I didn't pick him because he was I don't think he played enough games. But as far as talent wise, again, him and Jaron Jackson were my two favorite picks. Um but the bigger thing is, even with him calling it disrespectful that he didn't make the finalists up and the total, um, you know, the finalist for all these awards, it really speaks to a bigger issue with, I don't think some of these writers are watching these games, all right? Now, listen, you, nobody has to stand on one pick. If you can make an honest argument about something you can believe it, I have no problem with it. Guys, they watch the games casually. Not a lot of these guys. But I do feel like some of these voters should be... I think mean, you had to have some type of voting test. Like, there has to be something, though. Do we know that you're really watching the game? Because, though, you can look at the highlight score, look at the box score. And be like, he was good. He was good. He was bad. Yeah, this is my fit. You know what I'm That's saying? That's absolutely true. Like, hey, I just don't feel like everybody. Again, there's some guys that are very passionate. But I feel like a lot of guys are just kind of winging it, man. Yeah, I mean, this has been a problem in college basketball now
1: for years where people like Jay Billis have said, when you look at the coaching poll, right?
0: hmm
1: Coaches, how can a coach – Coach on a Tuesday night, but watch all the games on Tuesday night. Right. Of who play that's just not possible. Right. And the same issue with the writers. How can somebody that covers the Lakers, who is at the Laker game watching the Laker game to get their article in for whoever they work for, how can they also be watching the Warriors game at the same time up the coastline? You can't. It's not possible. Right. But the problem is, and this is where you know I don't know if you watched uh, the NBA show today on ESPN. Mm -hmm. But one of the things Richard Jefferson was saying was this is why former players should have a vote. Now, see, I don't agree with that because there's too many biases that come in with too many former professional athletes. right? Right. Right. Like they love the team that they used to play for, that used to pay them the city that they grew up in in their 20s and 30s. So we don't want that. But there has to be. I'm almost cool with saying, you know what, let's give it to the assistant coaches. Let's give it to the scouts. Like the people who were coming up with the game plans, because you know, how, like most people don't realize, every NBA team has like a defensive assistant coach.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: have an offensive assistant coach. They have to scout every team that they're gonna play. Yep. So maybe it makes better sense for them to have the votes, like the assistant coaches.
0: I don't. I don't want to uh, part. I don't want to just throw in the box who specifically needs to do it. I just think we need to challenge. It has to change. Do- it has to be challenged? Because I just feel like Ollie's is just like, ho-hum-chum, Rudy Gobert, defensive player of the year.
1: Well, see, and that's my problem, is that if Rudy Gobert this season, right, regardless if you think he should be defensive player of the year, his season is inc- is much worse than last year on defense. Right.
0: Statistically and the eye test. You know it is? He'll have a couple of big game moments. Like, he was great in game one versus uh, Dallas. He was. And I feel like people are like, yep, see, I told you, he's still great. And it's like, you know, defensive numbers and defensive advanced stats, they are not the same as offensive. Like, No. All, defensive stats will tell you all day, right, that Jokic, and we'll get to this later, is a way better defender than B. But I <laughs> literally see guys go to a and be like, no, nah, I can't do that. And I saw the words go at Jokic, like, yo, we going at this dude, man. And I just feel like you, know, you can't let a number tell you what your eye knows. You yeah, know especially because – and I'm getting sick of this.
1: Rebounding is important.
0: Yes, that's how you get the possession back.
1: Absolutely. But in terms of defensive player of the year, right? If we're going to have it on a level playing field, rebounding can't be that important because Marcus Smart will never have a chance to have as many rebounds per game as Rudy Gobert or any other center in the league.
0: Well, no, you don't win the award on you. you, I I don't think. I feel
1: like Rudy, because if you think about it, right? He's averaging less blocks per game than Jaron Jackson. He's averaging less steals per game than Jaron Jackson. The only thing he's doing better than Jaron Jackson, that's a measurable statistic, is rebounding. I get it. Rudy goes out and gets like a good like 18 rebounds a game. That's fine. But you also have to look at like why that is the case, right? Like the other four collective guys on that team aren't great rebounders. They haven't been great rebounders on other teams.
0: I don't think, I don't think rebounding is the, the stat that they think wins it. I think he's a great rebounder and that helps him, but I, I still feel like they look at um opponent percentage inside the rim, you know, on and off numbers. I think they look at that stuff, but, but I don't want to harp too much. No, on yeah. this topic. I'm just saying on that stuff too, though. It's like, yeah. Um, so let's get into Sunday's games and then we'll go back Saturday and do that. That's cool. Yeah. All right. I don't want to take too much time on this game, but I do want to acknowledge it because we have to acknowledge all um, the Heat did whatever they want with the Hawks. Yep. Uh, the Hawks went a very vanilla offense. Um, it's pretty. And listen, there's nothing wrong with the pick and roll when you're having a, a player like Trey Young. He can make a lot of things happen. But the Heat shut all that down. Bam out of was a great. I feel like they had like six different guys guarding this guy. They just they they knew what they wanted to do. And now I'm gonna give Atlanta a little bit of credit. Um, they're playing off of one day's rest. I don't think they should have been a game. This should have been the Boston. Uh, Nets game, but I think you know ABC and ESPN wanted to feature that game on Sunday. I don't think the Hawks should have been playing this game. Uh I I, I still do believe in the Hawks to make this series way more competitive. I'm just you're not gonna just think I just don't believe the Heat are this good. Um rough game for Trey Young. Eight points, four rebounds, excuse me, eight points, four assists, six rebounds. One for 12 shooting. All right, I don't think he'll ever play that bad again. <laughs> um, I mean, the game was pretty much blown out early and he never got back into it. Yep, he got away early and that was it. Um, as far as the heat, uh, Jimmy Butler played well with 21.6 rebounds, four assists, Tucker 16 points, five rebounds, one assist. And um, but the, the player of the game for the heat was definitely Duncan Robinson. In 23 minutes, he had 27 points, eight and nine from the three point line. And like I said, this game got away early. And it's just one of those games. I, I wouldn't call it a schedule loss because you got beat, but it is what it is. I still believe in Atlanta to make this a series, though. Go ahead. Um, I think they can make it a series
1: if they had a better coach. Because the reason oh, I say boy. that, you know my opinion on star players. John Collins is making too much. If he's healthy enough to play 21 minutes, he has to start.
0: He's, I don't fuck no, on start 16, stuff. It's his first game in like two months, man. He's
1: not giving up 16 points to P.J. Tucker. He's not. Because if you look at why the Heat won, like if I tell you go into that game, Kyle Lowry's going to have 10 points. Adebayo's going to have six points. Right. Struce is going to start with nine points. Hero's going to have six points off the bench. You're going to tell me Atlanta won the game.
0: Right.
1: So... I think it's – listen, if they can get Capella back by game three, maybe it's something. But if they're not going to start Collins and they don't get Capella back, it's a wrap.
0: Real quick, I want to do this segment that I want to do for this playoff series. It's called Do You Trust Me, right? Yep. And it's basically off of a coach trusting role players to be key contributors to winning, all right? So we'll look at both both teams. We'll start with Atlanta first. And I got to go with – He's not he was he was a better player at one point, but at this point I think he's a role player. Galinari and Bogdanovich, right? Yeah. Bogdanovich to me is the more explosive scorer. He can pass, he can really play. And to me, he's the guy that kind of takes them from good to, to really exploding offensively. And then Galinari, listen, as slow and old as he is, he gets buckets, man. So I need him to stay aggressive and I need him to stay on that court, man, because a lot of these guys are hit and miss, man. Um DeAndre Hunter played fine with 14 points i took eight shots. Listen, I got this weird thing where he doesn't shoot enough for me. He's six out of eight, two out of two from the three-point. He's got to play more. But, again, my do-you-trust-me players would be Gallinari and Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich is streaky, but I like his passing. I like how he plays and his energy. And, again, Gallinari has to be Mr. Consistent. He was good today, but I, I, need, I need I need some other guys to bring with me. Who do you got?
1: Yeah, for me, if I look at Atlanta, I'm going with uh, DeLon Wright, or DeLeon Wright, however you want to say his name. Okay. Only because they're going like he's gonna have to match Hero, he or or Duncan, one of the two off the bench. He's gonna have to for them to be competitive.
0: Okay, um, Who's and your then second my, guy.
1: Okay, so my second guy is Okongwu.
0: Okay, I like because
1: that one a lot. hey, we know that you know you're a young player and all that, but at the end of the day, we need you. Oh, breaking news! Sorry, breaking news. Okay, NBA. 2021-2002 Defensive Player of the Year.
0: Where do you go, baby?
1: From the Boston Celtics.
0: Wow. Marcus Smart. Wow. Congratulations to Marcus Smart. Uh, Congratulations. Hard-working defensive player right Very there, hard-working man. defensive player. No bad words for him. Um, A player I really like that, Oklahoma State. Obviously, I can't say <laughs> it now because there's no episode, but I, I was always a Marcus Smart fan. He always plays hard. Listen, this makes me happy because it. I, this gives me a little bit of hope that I want to see the voting. I don't know if it's up yet, but I do want to look at the voting. Um, Cause I want to see who voted who. Where, yeah.
1: I, I want to see if Mikhail Bridges finished second.
0: Yeah. Don't they post the writers votes? Oh yeah. They'll post them. Yeah. That's very important to me. Very important. Listen, we're going to have one episode literally about that. All right. But again, that's great for Marcus Smart. Uh, again, Boston has been one of the most consistent, consistent defenses all season. And even though Smart was getting cooked yesterday, it was by Hall of Fame players. So it is what it is. Now back mm-hmm. to this game. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: so my thing was a We get that you're a young player.
1: You are going to have to go double double if you're playing 20 minutes. Because Trey's gonna feed him, right? Right at the rim. So I'm not worried about the team. but you have to compete on the boards. You don't like there's no one else.
0: Right. Um, so as far as the heat, um, they're two role players I get out to do. I'm gonna sit with PJ Tucker. It's really a minutes thing. PJ Tucker's a guy you gotta trust with defense, rebounding, and just I know. All right, so real quick, uh, double review on that one. So, again, as far as the heat, again, PJ Tucker, three pointing defense, and just energy overall. And even though I want to say, I'm going to go with Duncan Robinson. I know it's a bit of a boring pick, but again, he 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 to me takes him to that third level, right? Because when one of your great players like Lowry or Jimmy Butler isn't bringing it offensively, he can just get hot like he did, 27 points, and put the game away for you. Uh, who are your two players from Miami?
1: Uh for me it, it comes down to
0: Tyler Hero. I love it.
1: I need I need the sixth man of the year numbers, not eight points. Um, Absolutely. And then my second guy, I'm I'm gonna echo what you said. It's PJ Tucker, man. Yep. Cause he's getting the twenty-five to thirty minutes anyway, because of defense. Mm-hmm. But if he's given you even half of that, two or four from the three point line, <laughs> yep, that's a massive victory, man.
0: Absolutely. All right, let's move to our next game. Uh Probably the playoff game of the season, so game of the season so far, right? Uh,
1: no, I wouldn't say game of the season, it was a great
0: game, though. It Um, was the Celtics beat the uh Brooklyn Nets 115 to 114 on the Jason Tatum buzzer beater. (sighs) Oh, there's a lot to uncap in this game, and um, this is the game we're probably going to take the longest on because there's a lot to unpack. So, listen, we're going to start with the bad. Um, we got to go to Durant, nine out of 24. One out of five from the three-point line. A number I always look at is rebounds, man. Um, That's more of our energy and effort. Only four rebounds. You can't get out-rebounded by your point guard. I understand a lot of Kyrie's rebounds can be on a lot of teams just getting back, but I need more from Durant on the glass. Uh, 23 points, but just missing too many shots, man. Too many shots. They were extremely physical. And, again, one thing I want to factor was the refs and the physicality of this game. I felt like it got it out of hand a little too early because, listen, they were kind of doing some 14 grizzly stuff to Durant. They were kind of <laughs> pushing him. And it was like, yo, you ain't going to call it. We're going to keep pushing him. And, again, I can't let the ref slide. It was some very inconsistent uh, refereeing. Um, Kyrie, phenomenal. We're going to take third. All right, I don't want to time it. But Kyrie, 39 points, six assists. Six out of ten from a three-point line. But all all he hit a ton of big shots. Uh, he hit a big three in the corner with about two minutes left right over Jalen Brown. Uh they, they took the lead right before Tatum won, right? With a three. Yep. And then last minute. Uh he was great, man. Um I didn't I thought the Celtics were gonna kinda win this kind of uh, even though Brooklyn to me has the best two players, I felt mm-hmm. like the Celtics I know, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. I felt like the Celtics had enough of a team to kind of handle Brooklyn. But when you have great scores like this, you kind of change the dynamic and as far as Boston, listen, Tatum was great. 31, eight assists, four rebounds, three out of seven from the three-point line. Played 45 minutes, so way to be a tank. But this, is to me, was the game. Al Horford, 15 rebounds and 20 points. Yo, you're not winning anything if you let that dude get 15 and 20, all right? Marcus Smart had um 20 points. I don't think that kills you. He should get around 15, 16, but I don't think that Smart kills you. I think Horford just dominated offensively and defensively. And um, we'll get to the do you trust me. But real quick, your thoughts on the game?
1: Yeah, this game was actually closer than it probably should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and I blame Boston for that, like not really putting their foot on the gas early in that game. Because they got out to a nice lead in the first quarter. and I think they could have put them away. Um, but for me, the player of the game was Jalen Brown. And I'm only saying this because, all right, so he had the 23, the 5, and 3. He had four steals and two blocks. And I said this before that game. He's the biggest mismatch on the floor because right. Kyrie's not guarding him. KD's going to guard Tatum. And I'm sorry, Seth Curry and Bruce Brown are little. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: In size and weight, they are little. Right. Um, Tatum played really good. Kyrie played exceptional, better than Absolutely. I thought he would play. And Absolutely. KD, yet again, getting embarrassed by Jason Tatum, the light skin <laughs> assassin, who should have been a Los Angeles Laker. Um,
0: I don't know where that's coming from, but go
1: ahead. Well, uh, we'll get into that later, but we passed on Jason Tatum a while back. Um, Anyway, so to me, the biggest thing I want to talk about in this game is Kyrie Irving moving forward because them pockets is getting tapped by the NBA. Yeah, man. Um,
0: So French is referencing uh, after the game, Kyrie went on like a tirade of – listen. We've spoken before that you need to watch what you say to players. Now, those are adults and grown men, and you shouldn't feel nothing. That, you shouldn't just talk to people in any type of way. All right, respect is an even term. All right, yep. it's giving and receiving. Now, with that being said, yo, know, you can't go in your post game and say bleepity bleepity bleep 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 bleep. The NBA is ver- the NBA's post game for playoffs is very important. All right, I can remember a ton of them. A lot of players, a lot of kids watching. dogs. you got to stop. All right, now listen, if there are fans that are doing way too much, then the NBA has to step in and say, yo. These fans that aren't respecting in game, they have to go. But I'm going to be honest with you. Half of that crowd is going to just say whatever they want, man. You Absolutely. can get a couple of guys, but half of that crowd is going to say whatever they want. And you can give it back to them. But you can't be going on your press game uh, dropping every bomb in the book, man. That just can't happen. Well, I'm going to take it a step further, too. Hold on, hold on, because... real quick. Oh, go ahead. I do like the villain role, though. I do like Kyrie playing the villain because I do think he embraces it, and I definitely think he feeds off his energy. So I don't mind him playing the villain. And he needs to stop with the get over it. All right. It is very layered the problems Boston <laughs> had with Kyrie. All right. One is end that quote I'll stay if you'll have me. All right. You said that. Am I correct? Correct. All right. Next one. The playoff game where you, where you throw young guys into the bus when you lost. And the playoff game versus the Bucks where you kept trying to guard Giannis and getting trashed. It's like, dude, what are you doing? It's outer body experiences, man. So stop telling people to get over it. It's, it's sports. People, we never get over certain stuff. All right. Yep. Go ahead,
1: man. Yeah, so the other thing, too, is that Kyrie was caught on, like, about three occasions flipping off fans. Yeah, you can't do
0: that, man.
1: So here's my problem, right? Because I saw everybody try to defend him, this, that, and the other, people always getting on players. Russell Westbrook and LeBron James, right, those were the two players in recent years that have probably gotten it the worst from fans. Right. They single out the people who actually say this stuff. Right. They don't just turn around And just flip off the crowd or put middle fingers behind your head like you're a child.
0: He can't do that. He's getting out the game.
1: Yeah. And my other problem is this it's yet, this is again where Kyrie to me shows a little bit of that beta energy, right? Now, I I, I agree. He embraces the villain role very well. 39
0: points in a row hitting a ton of big shots. It has nothing to do with beta energy,
1: man. Nope. But here is where it is. He (laughs) performs very well as the villain. On the court. Terrible at being the villain off the court. Who
0: wants to be the villain?
1: Because my thing is, you don't get to have step, though, with it. If you think of all the great NBA players that played the bad guy role, they didn't duck questions from reporters. They didn't put blame on random fans. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to be the villain, like, Trey Young played the villain last year. Yeah, he's
0: a great villain. He's another great villain.
1: But what did Trey Young, he didn't curse out Nick fans. He took bows in front of them. He gave them the shush. He gave him the sit down, Waving the him. ice tray symbol. Yeah, see you later buddy. Even with uh, Patrick Beverly's always been a villain. But even what he did with LA, he got fine but I don't have a problem with you talking about your former team. right? Yeah. My issue though with Kyrie is when I was look, like he's just like oh, they need to get over it. Like they could just yeah, – I'm going to just give them how they give it to me, and it's like, I yeah, get you. you
0: I, I get you, too. Do you it can... on the court, though. Absolutely. Like... In and after the game with the – is Yo, dog, listen. Before basketball player, what's the word they call it? Professional. Professional. Bro. Absolutely. Like, come on, man. Seriously. That's all it comes down to. That's what all what right, real does. quick. Um, do you trust me? Now, this is huge because Steve Nash don't trust a lot of people. <laughs> Steve Nash he. trusts his two people, all right? It's KD and Kyrie, all right? He has given up on drumming, all right? Drummond played 17 minutes, and he's a starter. I don't know if y'all know how crazy that is, all right? He had eight points, four rebounds, and four fouls in the first half. And Steve Nash said, I'm done. I think classes should start, and I think LaMarcus Aldridge, LaMarcus Aldridge should be the backup. Now, I don't know what LaMarcus Aldridge has less. Obviously, Steve Nash and the Nets coaching staff know more than me. But, dog, that Drummond stuff is done. Man. He gets lazy. He I don't have enough time to do what the problems with drumming. <laughs> you start start the best players you got, all right? And Nick Claxon to me, uh, as far as moving his feet, he led the, led the team in rebounds in thirty one minutes. And yep. um, again, you play thirty one minutes, minutes, you are playing starting minutes. He had thirteen points. So he was active defensively. He can finish and he can rebound, so it gives you a lot. So a lot of guys are giving you a little. So listen, do you trust me? It's one hundred percent Nick Claxon. Do you trust me to start? out of foul trouble. Finish at the rim. When I'm past the ball, rebound and defend. Do you trust me? Nick Claxton will change the series if he's great. And the second one, I got to go back to Bruce Brown, all right? He's the other starter. I know you're laughing, but he's had a good season. He's really improved as a player. But again, five points, two rebounds, five points, one rebound, and two assists ain't getting it done in 5,037 minutes, all right? I need more activity. I need them to run more pick and rolls for him as the driver to the rim. And oh- – I know Durant played 41 minutes, and I know he kind of struggled offensively, but to me, Durant probably is your best small ball center as far as winning this game, all right? Because if you can get – if you get Durant on Horford, that's – that's come on, that's barbecue chicken. But you're not going to get Durant on Horford. But if you play small, to me, you force the Celtics to even put Tatum at center and play smaller, or you can get Durant on some mismatches. So I just really think – even though I know he doesn't want to go to it because I know the energy it takes. So he can't go to it a ton, but maybe for some stretches – I like him to do that. Um, who are your two role players for? The, uh, real quick, as far as the Celtics, Marcus Smart all day. All right, he'll he'll change the series. And but the other guy, I'm not going to go Al Horford. I think he's better than a role player. Obviously, he made all the games. Um, Greg Williams. All right, he has to hit his open shots. He played 21 minutes, but he's really big on the team as far as switching, uh, guarding bigger and smaller players. He's got to hit his open shots. And to me, he's a guy that can take him on, off the top. Who are your two guys for both teams?
1: All right so I'm gonna start with the Celtics. Um, I'm also going with Grant Williams here just because I said before the series I don't like Daniel Tyson in this matchup at all. like I just he's fine to play but like just not I wouldn't start him in this matchup but Grant Williams has to keep up that same energy because he came into that game and he was putting clamps on KD early. yep in the first half. And then my second guy is Peyton Pritchard. Now, he only played eight minutes right? Took one shot, made one shot. But the he's gonna have opportunities because mm-hmm. I'm not liking what I'm seeing from Derek White. I'm see like it's too many shot attempts for Derek White. It's, it's one not, game though. It is, but even like the last couple of weeks, of this, he hasn't been shooting as well as Pritchard. And I just think Peyton Pritchard has to stay active because he's an energy guy, right? I agree. He, he boosts them. And when he made that three, it was in the midst of a mini run yesterday.
0: He's so, just a better shooter, too.
1: He is. Now for the Brooklyn Nets, <laughs> listen. I have one person, and that's the jo- the general manager. That's who gets the do you trust? Me. Nah,
0: I, I need one for the game though. I need one. Right, I'll give
1: game. you one for the game. For the game for me, it's Kessler Edwards.
0: I loved it. I loved it because
1: they don't have a choice. They yeah. don't have any other wing players besides it's- Kevin Durant. Yep. Like, re- like, I'm t- and I'm not talking about you know Bruce Brown is a good player, but. I'm talking about like the size of a true size, wing player. The shooting, the defense. Because that's what's like, it's it's going to get bad out there. Yeah, he's going to have to.
0: Man. I understand he misses a lot of open three pointers, but give him a chance, man. Give him
1: a chance. Again, four minutes ain't it. Four minutes and zero points Yeah. and one assist is barely worse than 5 2 and 1 for a player that got 37 minutes right. and was getting cooked.
0: Right. Also, in this game, Dragas really did play good off the bench. Um, he did. Listen, what Steph Curry gave you offensively is fine with six assists and really moving the ball, but he gets cooked on defense. So you, you got to really watch those minutes, man. You got to spot him. You got to find, like, matchups for him. And when it's getting bad, yo, you got to get the hook, man, because you're not about to just be giving up point layup lines to the rim. Because every single time they're on him, they're just going to keep putting him in screens, man. Yep. So, um, Steve, listen, the coaching in this game and the back and forth is going to be real good, man. But, again, I got to shout out Al Horford defensively, man. He really changed the game with what he was doing, man. Oh, actually, All wait. Right. I got a second net for you. Go ahead. Benjamin
1: Simmons. Nah,
0: no, no. Weird. This is why.
1: This is why. I said the same thing about Zion a week ago. If I see you dunking in practice, that means your back is okay to play. If you put Ben Simmons out there defensively instead of Bruce Brown, <sighs> You at least have a shot, because then KD doesn't have to guard. He hasn't Taylor.
0: played basketball in a year.
1: Hey, hey! I'll tell you what: if you put him out there, he's getting better than five, two, and one in thirty-seven. I minutes. don't know that. I do.
0: He's getting I more do. than he one. He hasn't played basketball <laughs> got... in a year. Six, six, ten, dog. He's getting more than a. Rebound. He can be seven, ten. He hasn't played <laughs> basketball in a year. That is all I'm saying about that. Next game, Bucks in Bow. The Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Chicago Bulls 93-86. to This game was way closer than it was supposed to be. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I got a lot to say real quick. Um, first of all, let's start with the good. Giannis <laughs> is not going to have too many bad games versus the Bulls, man. Absolutely not. 16 rebounds. He could have had 25, 27 points. He just dunked on everybody. He just played harder than everybody, and it's just nothing – there's nothing they can do. Now, I do like the double team, and I do like the fact that you made um, Middleton and Holiday shoot, right? Because yep. Middleton was one out of seven, and Holiday is one out of four. So, again, even though those guys will make enough shots over the series to win, I am pro Billy Donovan's choice to keep doubling Giannis and making them dudes shoot, especially Dr. Inconsistent, a.k.a. Chris Middleton, dogs. His name fits his game, Middleton, all right? He's good, he's bad. In the middle, middle. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, Brooke Lopez was great, really great. To me, he was the second-best player on the court. It um, was a consistent scoring threat. Even though him and Booyach was kind of going back and forth at it, I just loved his energy. I loved the ability that he felt to trust in him to score in the paint off of dump-off passes and live plays. And I'm just all all in on Brooke Lopez as a scorer. And as opposed to if he's got smaller guys on him. As far as the Bulls, I'm looking at one guy, DeMar DeRozan, 6 out of 25. Vucevic, 9 out of 27. Okay, both of those are horrible. One, DeRozan is a really good mid-range shooter. He missed, like, what, eight mid-range shots? Yes, sir. And again, I know Vucevic is a center, and he has a nice jump shot, dog. He can't shoot 10 threes, though. Yo, yo, I don't I don't, I don't, don't know what they're teaching in basketball, but you can't tell me winning basketball is Nikolai Vucevic taking 10 threes. Nice hook shot, get your big behind in the paint, hit them with some of the mid-ranges, and get a more efficient game. Again, the playoffs are not the regular season. In the regular season, you can take 10 threes and nobody cares. In the playoffs, you're giving up too many possessions as an average three-point shooter. Humble yourself, run some better actions, and shoot some free throw free throw mid-range jump shots, all right? Um, Zach Levine was solid, but again, he didn't shoot well either. Now, he shot 10 threes, but I don't care about him shooting 10 threes. He had 10 rebounds, which is really impressive. And Vucevic had 17, so I did like that. Um, I think the Bulls are going to steal the game. Before I said it was a sweep, I didn't say it, but my official pick before this was going to be a sweep. But I expect Chicago to win one game because, again, even though they scored 86 points, and I know you think if you score 86 points you shut somebody down, they had more to do with pace. I really believe that the Bucks are not the same team they were last year. Defensively, they're falling off a cliff. And I don't think the Bulls are – disciplined enough defensively to challenge them as far as wins but they can play better than what he did man um go ahead brother yeah
1: man this game was uh it was really bad at first and then it got really good and then it got really bad again <laughs> um but that's how both of these teams have been playing all season man the bulls just can't beat good teams nope and the bucks play I mean, they, don't, they don't don't sustain their they're terrible
0: play. they play like good stretches of four minutes and then just kind of fall back
1: but I mean, the only thing I'll tell people is Bobby Portis had a double double off the bench in 23 minutes. That's yep. why the series is over. Chicago <laughs> doesn't have any bigs. Past Vucevic, they have no.
0: Yeah, he, their Tristan, Tristan Thompson, Thompson, Thompson stuff is, is done. Wash. <laughs> yeah, you said it, not me, but it's Tristan Thompson's struggling,
1: man. And even with Caruso, where it's like he played 33 minutes and he played he some helped... really good defense, though. He did. He held Drew to 15, 6 and 6. But in this series, Seven points, just... Seven, three, and two is not... I mean, he's
0: not the reason why they're going to win a lose three-point shot. He's not,
1: man. but I'm saying, like, I just want people to, in context, if they had Lonzo, the series is different.
0: If I had a million dollars, my life was different. That's true. Um, for role players as far as Chicago, <laughs> I got to go back to Caruso and Patrick Williams, even though they're yep. two starters. Patrick Williams is a very good defensive player, but he can shoot threes, all right? Um... I don't think Luke Cadence is breaking into is out for game two. We all expected that, but it's official right here. Um, but back to Patrick Williams. He has a more offensive game than he gives. Listen, the three rebounds is what I stick to, all right? And I don't really care about the five points, but you can give me more than five points in a 48-minute game, all right? Hustle, get some putbacks. put him, uh, Billy Donovan, put him in some action. You need him, all right? Williams and Caruso are the most best energy defensive players, so they need these guys to score to kind of help sustain the other stars as they score. And again, Caruso hit your open shots. He hit one three. He played really good defense. All right, but either try to find some buckets in transition. Um, again, run some different sets. But he got to hit his threes. Again, Patrick Williams and Caruso are really good defenders, but offensively they got to help the Bulls, who sometimes their best players and can come very inefficient in this game. As far as the Bucks, you know what the vibes is. It's got to be Bobby Portis, and um, I'm gonna go with Matthews. Matthews is a really good defender, and whether he hits his shots or not determines how long he stays on the field. I don't think this is a series for Pat Connaughton, even though they're going to need him to win. And I just think Bud doesn't trust Grayson Allen a ton, and I just think he's going to give him the hook whenever he feels like he does. So I'm going to stick with Wesley Matthews and his three-point shot. And uh, Bobby Portis, you know the vibes. You get a double-double off the bench, you're going to win the series. Yes, sir.
1: All right, so for me with Chicago, I actually agree with exactly what you said. It's got to be Williams and Caruso. Okay. Because even Kobe White, like, as much as I get – Like, he played well yesterday, 12 points, four rebounds. Um, and then for the Bucks, I've got to – It's got to be Brooke Lopez, and it's got to be Bobby Portis. Because mm. if Brooke Lopez is giving you 18-5 and five and playing 32 minutes after being out all season pretty much with a back injury – Ooh, it's going to be tough to beat Milwaukee. And then, like he's Bobby Point, listen, double-doubles in the playoffs are hard to get in general, especially off the bench. Off the bench. On, like, Yeah. But, now, nah, Bud's going to have to trust, at some point, Allen and Conditon, and they're not going <laughs> to shoot uh, one of eight from the three-point line again this series. So.
0: Trusting Bud to make correct decisions is a bad decision. Yeah, because he wasn't a good coach until he won the championship. <laughs> that was you, that wasn't me. <laughs> uh, Phoenix won one ten. 99 over New Orleans. Um, they go take the series lead one and nothing. It's tough because I feel like New Orleans finally got so Phoenix came out hot, Devin Booker came out hitting threes. I thought that you know they're playing at home, they bring the energy early. New Orleans really called back to get this game uh, competitive, man. And a couple things they, they, they can get, they can they can compete better. All right, can they win a game? I don't think so, but. They can keep this game a lot more competitive, and they can scratch out a chance to win. All right, a couple things. One, they need more from Ingram, all right? Six out of 17, not getting it done. Listen, Valanchunas had 25 and 18, dog. I cannot ask my center to do anything more. He shot 7 to 21 from the field. Dog, you give me 25 rebounds. You can shoot whatever you want. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, McCullough played really good, but he can shoot a little bit more efficiently. Not not a 25 for a really good shooter. I got, I got to get a little bit more for him. Um, But as far as uh, the Suns, man, it, it goes back to the two stars, man, Chris Paul and Devin Booker. You're The playoffs are when the stars shine. And I tell everybody, Chris Paul's points is not effective of Chris Paul, the player. If he wants to score more, he'll score more at 36 years old, two weeks from 37, dropped a 30 bucket in 10. I think he's one of two players at 37 to do that in NBA history. 12 out of 16, four out of six from the three-point line, seven rebounds, 10 assists. And 30 points. Dog, you literally can't play better than that, man. And then Devin Booker just with these kill shot threes. He came in the game hit. The first shot was a three. They get past in the corner. Has a little step back. Another three. I mean, he just, the energy that they bring on offense and the pace they play with, you just really can't do anything with. The funny thing about the Suns is they didn't even play that well. And you're probably laughing at me, right? You say three of the best players at 20, 30, and, and 25. Yeah, but the role players and the shooters didn't do anything. Crowder's over for 4. Mikael Bridges is over for 4. And uh, our favorite Cam Johnson was only 1 out of 2. Those guys are going to play better. So it, it's not looking good for the Suns. So listen, as far as role players, this is really interesting. Um, you're probably going to laugh at me, but I'm going to go Trey Murphy. I think he and Herb Jones have to play together a lot more. Um, and the other guy is Alvarado. I like his shooting. I think he has to play more. And, again, it's going to have to be some lineups. And, again, I love Willie Green, great first-year head coach, former Sixer. I'm all in. Hashtag know your role player. Um, but he's going to have to really push it to his coaching limit as far as the diversity in lineups, as far as offensive defenses, because, to me, the Suns are going to score. Now, again, we go back to the Suns. To me, it's one player for the Suns It's a swing player, and it's always Jay Crowder, all right? He had one point in 28 minutes. That's not getting it done. When he hits three-pointers, they win games, all right? Uh, the other guy is Cam Johnson. All right, he's the high-volume three-point shooter, but when he gets hot, they blow teams out. Now, again, Mikel Bridges always played fine and scored enough, but I don't really trust him as a shooter enough. Those are the two guys I'm looking for. Uh, oh, you agree yes. with well, who you got, brother? Um, so for me, my role players would probably be
1: uh, Larry Nance Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he played really well the other night, 14, six, and three. Uh, I don't think we should see Jackson Hayes start another game in this series. It's just a
0: terrible matchup. I'll start him just for the experience.
1: I mean, yeah, if that's what you want to do, fine. Um, and then the other guy for me is uh, Devontae Grant. I like that. Because I feel like you have to give him minutes, man. Like, ten, he should, like, I think should be starting. Like Zudu, but he's a veteran player. You pay him a lot of money. He signed yep. him for four years. So you got to play him, man. And yep. he can give you some other ball handling that McCollum – you know, can go back to the two-guard. And then when I look at the Suns, I mean, this this can't happen for the second year in a row. Jay Crowder and Mikhail, you have to play You have to. You ha- this is why you lost to the Bucks because these guys couldn't show up when it mattered. And Aiden, Paul, and Booker, as good as they are, you saw Chris Paul's playoff ceiling, in my opinion, at this age last night. And I think he'll give you a couple more of those games.
0: I got to disagree with that.
1: I just think, no, like, I'm talking overall. I can't say his
0: ceiling because last year he did the same exact thing.
1: But that's what I'm saying. This is his ceiling in the playoffs. 30 points, three steals, a block. I don't think there's a rebound.
0: ceiling. How can you say that's a ceiling?
1: Because I don't think he's going to overall. Like, he may have a game where he gets you 40 points. But I also don't think he's getting you the steals, the blocks, and the seven. Re- like, the seven. He's a
0: great player. I can't mean, say 30 is points a great is a ceiling. I can't say that. I
1: think the overall stat line is his ceiling in the no, playoffs. I
0: disagree. I respectfully disagree. And we'll then ahead, with, De- with
1: Devin Booker, I mean, Devin Booker is going to give you some 40-point games in the playoffs, some 35-point mm-hmm. games in the playoffs. And Aiton is playing as good as Aiton, you know, 21-9-2. and 2. That's DeAndre Aiton. Yep.
0: Uh,
1: it's not going to be good enough to get out the West this year. In my opinion, if Jay Crowder is getting you a point, it's not good enough. It's not. Right. That's not right. beating the Warriors. That's that's not beating Utah. Yep. Not a, It's not. So, yeah, as much as I can take away positive from Phoenix, Crowder and Bridges got to be better.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, I don't want to do a super long recap of Saturday, but I want to recap it. So, there were four games. The Sixers, Jazz, Mavericks, excuse me, Sixers, Jazz, Timberwolves, and Warriors won, all right? Now, to a 30-second recap of these games, the Sixers completely blew out the Raptors. Yep. The Raptors' double-teams is horrible. Um, leaving Maxi open as the shooter just didn't make sense. I thought their trapping and showing at Embiid was terrible. And, again, they don't have the size to rebound. And it's not really about Embiid scoring. It's about his impact, about, one, they can't do nothing as far as his rebounding. And two, yo, the seconds are too good of a team for you to just double and let these other guys shoot, man. They they they, they got good shooters in the team now. Agreed. Also, Doc River's out coach Nick Nurse. And if that keeps happening, the series is over, dog. <laughs> now, it's unfortunate that Scotty Barnes got hurt. He was playing really good 15 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> um, can't really play much better. And he was the primary defender for Harden. So that's a big loss. Also, he's out in game two. So I don't, um, it's, um, is the other guy, is the shooting guard player playing? Gary Trent. Yeah. Uh, Let me check. He did do shooting Why While you're checking, I want to talk about a couple of things. He is playing. Okay. He is playing. And so is Thaddeus Young. Nice. I don't know how Thaddeus Young is playing. I saw that thumb. It did not look good. Um, As far as the Raptors, one, Van fleet got to be better. He's got to be better. I know that knee is giving him problems. He does not look the same, but he's got to be better. All right? He makes the difficult shots, the easy shots, but he can't get up some fouls. To me, I don't think Van Fleet should guard Tyrese Maxey because I just think he's too slow. I would put OG on him. He's the longest defender. He's probably, besides Siakam, your best defender, even though I know people love Fred Van Fleet. But with that knee, I don't think he's 100% right now. I'm putting OG on him. You got to switch up something up. All right, Nick Nurse is like the the mid, the mid mad scientist as far as the defensive strategy is. So I think he's going to do a lot of showing. I don't think he's going to double a lot. But I think once MB does a second dribble, he's going to show. And maybe try to get turnovers, but like fake uh, double team and then w- rotate back to the shooter. Harding was okay. Um, the passing is great to me. Even if he can't be the same player as far as the score, the passing is enough to set the Sixers over the top of this series. And I don't think this is the series where we need him to bring it. Um, they have enough other pieces. But, again, I cannot not talk about the player of the game. Tyrese Maxey, dog, 38 points. It was the drives to the rim, the shooting, the aggressiveness, and the overall decision, again, it also came from Embiid. You double him. I said this before. Maxi's the best three point shooter after the All Star break, and y'all left them wide open. What do you think was going to happen? And you're shooting them confidently. Uh, go ahead, man. Yeah, I mean Saturday's the Toronto game was a joke. Uh... Yeah, we don't have to. know. we don't get to talk about it long. So listen, if you want, I could. We'll, we'll yeah, just do we'll we role players on. real quick. Yeah, we do um, the for players. the Sixers. You know the vibes. It's George Niang and Danny Green. All right, I don't think Matisse Lybal should be a big part of the series. I think they can win without him. And he's not going to play on the road, so I thought Doc Rivers cut his minutes. Now, honorable mention, I also do, as Paul Reed. One thing that happens to the Sixers is when Embiid sits, they have a net negative as far as minutes when he's not in the game. Obviously, it's part of his impact, but the other part is they're not getting good enough play from the backup center. We've begged Doc Rivers all season to play him, and he's playing him. And he played really good, man. Even though he gets in a little bit of foul trouble, that's fine. He won't play more than 20 minutes. But it's just to, to not be trash, to finish at the rim, to play hard, compete. And he's really sneaky good as far as a pick and roll defender. He keeps getting steals on it, something I'm listening. Um, Well, yeah. breaking
1: news, breaking news. What? Man? The Philadelphia Toronto game is getting testy as a fight almost just broke out two minutes into the game between Embiid and OG. So your comment about Paul Reed may be very accurate. Because I don't think everyone's making it through this game tonight. Mm. It almost cleared the bench as assistant coaches had to come on the floor. So yeah. we're taking we're taking cheap shots early in this game.
0: All right. Um, yeah, as far as Toronto's uh, two role players, got to be OG Ananboy uh, Anobi. Excuse me, I always say his name wrong. He's got to shoot more threes and. He scored 20 points, but to me, it was it was like an invisible 20, and a lot of it was garbage points. Yeah. And uh Gary Trent Jr., again, you want to make the Sixers pay for helping off Siakam, you got to have your shooters shoot. And Gary Trent Jr. and OG are the two guys that got to get up more shots. They should be close to the 10 three-pointers. Um, I want to move to the next two games, so I want to get this done real quick. Yes, sir. Jazz Mavericks. The Mavericks are giving the Jazz everything they got, but they don't have the talent to win the series without Luka Doncic. I do think they can win one of these two games, and they were very close to pulling off this one at home. I think they won win tonight. Again, that was my pick. French doesn't believe so, but again, I want to get into a couple things. Brunson and Dinwiddie are playing great. All right, You're both going to average 20 over the series, 8-4 and four assists. You can't add much more, but you need your role players to shoot, and I'm looking at the two guys' Do You Trust Me segment, Reggie Bullock. 15 points, 44 minutes. Eight three-pointers, dog, make it 16, though. You got to kill him, man. You got to kill him. And Dorian Finney-Smith, too. Even though I thought he played solid, again, both of those guys played 44 minutes, so Jason Kidd is not playing around. Um, He's playing who he can play. And Dwight Powell, all right, so I'll do three this time. Dwight Powell, as far as a rebounder and a roller, they weren't honoring it enough, so there has to be a little bit more of adjustment for Jason Kidd. Um, As far as Utah, y'all know the vibes. It's Jordan Clarkson, man. Jordan Clarkson having 10 points might not win too many games, all right? But uh, I think okay. he'll play a lot better. And I'm gonna go with a sneaky pick. I'm gonna actually go with Whiteside. I think okay. Gobert dominates and plays 35 minutes. I don't think you can play Gobert more than 35 minutes. So it's very important for Whiteside to stay out of foul trouble, continue to grab rebounds, and become a lob threat. He's been a good backup center this season. I don't think nobody has said this. So let me make sure I hashtag know your role player. Very good. Uh but Bogdanovich is a swing player. All right, he's not a role player to me, he's a little bit better than the- no, he is a role player. But he's just swing player as far as three-point shots. Either it's really hot or he's really cold. There's no in-between for him. Um, you have no arguments there? No, nah, no. I mean, I think Davis Bertans
1: is probably the most important role player in the entire series. Okay. They're trying to put him on Whiteside to bring Whiteside out the paint. But if that doesn't work, it's just going to be bad because he can't defend
0: Whiteside in the in the paint. Um, Warriors-Nuggets, Warriors-123 The Nuggets-107. Y'all know how I feel about Jordan Poor, oh, man. The GOAT has arrived, man. First playoff game, 30 points. It looked easy. I got to be honest. Steph Curry shouldn't be playing. All right. Now, listen, I could be wrong and maybe not playing in a long time. It definitely going to have his rust, but it wasn't the rust to me. All right. Because he shot um five out of 13, three out of six from three-point line. To me, even injured, he'll still shoot good enough because he's that great of a shooter. But to me, I didn't like the movement. I felt he kind of leaned on that foot a little bit. I felt like he was just a little hesitant, and I felt like – The second quarter where he looked at best, where the adrenaline really started kicking in. Now, hopefully he looks better. But to me, you're not winning anything without Steph Curry being at least 90%. He's not 90% to me right now. And again, if he can't be more of an effective player as far as physically and movement patterns, I don't think they need him to beat uh, Denver in the series at all. As far as role players, y'all know the vibes. All right, Jordan Poole for right now is still a role player. He's their swing player. But I'll put Wiggins at the other one. I know he made an all-star team. But respectfully, on his team, he has a role-player position. And again, he has to be aggressive Whoa! going to the rim. He has to be aggressive going to the rim. Um, as far as Denver, it's tough for Denver, man. So I, I want to say Bones Highland, man. Uh, he's their best. He, I think he led all rookies in three-point shots, as far as three-pointers made, excuse me. And he's their best, like, most aggressive rookie Um I don't think – he. I, I don't know what the, the Monte Morris thing is. And then uh, Will Barton has to play better. That, I'm going to just leave it on him. I know he has 24 <laughs> points. He has good stretches. I want to make sure I'm honest. He has good stretches and bad stretches, but they are so polar opposites. French is laughing because we talk about this dude all the time. We do. I uh, just need more consistency from him. Um, and, yeah, uh, Kaminga is not going to play much of this series. But Bielitsa exposing Jokic and just kind of being kind of a quick, undersized power forward was really big. But the, I want to I I get by this game, and I want to make sure we talk about the last game and, to me, the most fun series in the first round. And that's the Minnesota Timberwolves versus the Minnesota – excuse me, Memphis Grizzlies. Minnesota won 131-17, but there's a lot to break down in this game really quick. All right. If Terrell Jenkins is the goodest coach as we think he is, he's going to have to cut Steven Adams' minutes, all right? Yes, sir. He's going to have to do it. In 24 minutes, Adam had four fouls, three rebounds – three assists, and zero points. I, I don't need to say anything else, man. And they have, listen, they are 15 deep, and I know I, they don't have 15 players, but th- that's just kind of being funny, but they have more than enough other capable big men, Xavier Tillman, uh, Brandon Clark. They got more than enough guys to get it done. Brandon Clark off the bench had 12 rebounds and 13 points. Come on, man. Yes. Like, come on, man. Seriously. Also, I think John Morant has to do a little bit better job as far as letting other guys get involved. I know he had eight assists, but... To me, the swing player, and again, do you trust me, is always Desmond Bain. Yes, sir. He takes him over the top. And again, 17, you might win some, lose some. If he has 22 plus, I feel like you're in a great position, man. Because if he's got 22, that means he's bombing threes, he already plays consistent defense, and they feed off his energy. And the other guy, even though I know he's not a role player because he's getting paid, but he, do you trust me, It's Jaron Jackson, man. And it's offensively. All right? I can name some other guys, but I got to stick to Jaron Jackson. Great defensively. Got to give me more food than four rebounds. And if your three-point shot isn't there, you got to find another way to be effective offensively. No, I agree.
1: Right. But also to add to that, Jay, is he just – he has to stop with the stupid fouls in the first half.
0: Yep, yep. He's got it because they're they're just – they're dumb fouls. He's killing, he's killing his team, man. They need him on the court more than 24 minutes. Man.
1: Yeah.
0: As far as the Minnesota Timberwolves – You know what's funny about Anthony Edwards is when he got drafted, he was a very confusing prospect because his skill was clear as day. But to me, he was and kind of is super immature. But he's also really smart and insightful. So it's kind of tough for me to, like, I didn't know what to do with him, you know. I liked him. I knew he could play, but I didn't know he was going to be this good. And it's clear that his ceiling is a lot higher than any of us think. Um, He was the best player on the court, 36 points, 6 assists, 4 out of 11. And, again, if he's their best player – Uh, I I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a great thing because he has a higher ceiling than Towns. We can argue that later. No, he definitely does. Um, But um, (laughs) he was amazing. Um, Towns was good, too, 29-13. He did whatever he wanted with Steven Adams, which we talked about. And the other good thing for Minnesota, to score 130 points while your point guard, D'Angelo Russell, was 2 out of 11 from the field with 10 points. Oh, that's big, man. That's big. Yes, sir. And again, um, we're not going to make any official picks because we kind of already started the series. But I love Minnesota to win this series. I really do. I really do. I feel like they don't. They're a young team that doesn't know any better. And I feel like the Grizzlies are good, but they're in a different position. When they were last year's underdog, they kind of fed off of that, and they they still feed off of it and had a great season. I won't take anything away, but it's different when you're the favorite and when you're expected to be great. It's a, it's a lot of different circumstances. Go ahead, man. I know you got some. Yeah. The so
1: for me, with Memphis. They remind me so much of that young Warriors team, except for they're missing the one thing that Warriors team had, veterans. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not not even talking about veterans that necessarily contribute on the court as much as off the court. Mm -hmm. And the team is just so young. I think you have a point. I liked Minnesota to win the series. They split in the regular season. In the regular season, they couldn't stop D'Angelo Russell. Now they can't stop Anthony Edwards. And that's not the biggest thing for me. It's just – Minnesota's team is deeper than people think. Mm. You get Malik Beasley off the bench, he's gonna match anything Melton gives Memphis.
0: Talk about it,
1: and then you, you want to talk about Tyus Jones. I mean, yeah, he's the second best point guard. I mean, the second, yeah, I mean he's the best backup point guard in the NBA, but yeah. you wouldn't have known that the other night with M- the way McLaughlin and the way that uh Noel played. Yep. So I just think this series. I do think it's going to go seven. I agree. um, Or six, actually. I want to say six because I think it will end in Minnesota. I think if it did go seven, I'd probably give the nod to Memphis because I think Ja would drop a Mm 50-piece. But, yeah, he's got to trust people, but they also have to make him trust them. you got to make shots when you're open and he gives you the ball, man. But, yeah, no, that is – it's the most fun series. It's going to be high-scoring. Yeah, so let's see what happens.
0: Yeah, we'll come back Wednesday with the next pride. Um Like I said, I, I don't want to keep these pods too long. They have to stay under the hour. This one definitely did. I'm happy about that. Um, again, we'll come back Wednesday, Friday. Hopefully, MVP should be announced by the end of the week, right? Yes, sir. Hey, I'm looking forward to it. I know K won't win, but I can still dream. Uh, hey, Marcus Smart giving me all that means maybe maybe these writers are getting somewhere. But maybe I, they yeah. maybe they're watching some basketball. Yeah, maybe they're watching some basketball, <laughs> doing their job. But as always, like, share, and subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Hashtag K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-E-Y-E-R. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. These pile will be up in less than 15 minutes. Y'all go enjoy the games tonight. We'll talk to y'all Wednesday.